1: Look, I'm not an expert on hip drops, but to me, all three of them look pretty similar and I know which one has the worst result. If their feet are off the ground, and that's what happened.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Go and ask Reg. I can't really adjudicate on what the referees are saying, but I believe it went upstairs to the bunker and they must have cleared it. Well, I'm not sure, but... You know, we'll let the the people that need to look after that stuff look over it. I didn't see anything too dramatic with it, but I'm sitting up and I'm a coach, so it's just something. It's a tackle that's crept into the game, and again, I'm a, I'm a rugby league coach. No coach in the, in the game is coaching players to go out and do that. Obviously, we've got too much respect for each other, so it's unfortunate if there are some. But you know, we'll let the, the officials adjudicate, and we'll keep coaching, and the boys will keep playing. Okay, boys, uh, two things here. We well, welcome our listeners, by the way, tuning in through SEN 1170 in Sydney, 693 Queensland, 1620 the Gold Coast. Um, two things there. First thing is I agree with Kevy. I, I don't believe there is a coach or club teaching that tactic. No way. And the second thing is, like, these press conferences with these coaches, if something had happened to a Broncos player as opposed to Parramatta, I reckon you could almost verbatim switch <laughs> the, the coaches having their say. Do you reckon? Or not? Yeah, absolutely. Yes.
1: Uh, Kevy said oh, it's something that's crept into the game. I, I disagree. It's been in the game for many, many years. Yeah, It's just probably more so focused on in this day and age. I suppose my concern with the, with what they're calling the the hip drop is to give something a name most times in the game. Um, not always. It means usually there's some sort of reckless or intentional yeah. act that's a learned behaviour. I'll give you an example of like the the grapple tackle, the cannonball, the chicken wing. They're all learned behaviours yep. at, at, at training.
0: Premeditated.
1: And they're given a name. And yep. a lot of the time, it's it's the media come up with it, and then the NRL adopt it and they use it as part of their chicken wing. Could I, could I?
2: One of, one of my. Uh, course celebrates is that i uh, i actually named a tackle this is this is my oh, oh. Yes. so it was in about 2008 and mm-hmm. there was an incident with craig wing where there was two blokes being held up and then a third man came in and i remember ringing wayne bennett about it and he said yeah there's a guy you know normally it happens when there's someone prowling around the ruck Oh, and I've just the gone, prowler. The prowler. The prowler. Wow. Yeah. So that's like if I achieve nothing else in my career, then I have <laughs> yeah. named an illegal tackling <laughs> so technique. So did any player so, to get
1: charged with prowling?
2: Yes. Wow, yes, there back you in the go. Day, so. so you get proud. Yes. Uh, you get proud
0: when you hear the term prowler. <laughs> yeah. And I'll give you an example. So, and this isn't even mine, but I've piggybacked on it. So we come up with a term, sorry, we didn't. Brian Fletcher did Bears Head of an A-grade. If you're an A-grader. I heard Tags and Simon O'Donnell in Melbourne, their show today, and Tags says, oh, he's an A-grader, that bloke. And I'm thinking, I'm so proud of you,
2: Brian. Yeah. That,
1: that well done. That
2: is so in the vernacular. The Even vernacular. in the Presenco household, like, I'll say to the son, like, did you unload the dishwasher and he'll look sheepish scoot me and, and say no, and i just go. A grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my, my, son,
1: my son never wears hats ever. He said, Dad, can you get me an A grade hat? Oh like, yeah. Oh, oh, it's taken it's over. So good. It's taken over. But yeah, you know, to name something means it's, I, I believe is something that that is always represented something that's reckless or intentional. In in years gone by. Mm, it's yeah. Something to learn behaviour. I agree with that. You know, the tackle they want to label a hip drop, ninety nine percent of them all about momentum. And we're starting to try and add physics to the situation as well, because yes, you've got to keep your feet. Absolutely, you gotta try and keep your feet and get more control. But we're getting people assessing these tackles that have probably never been involved in the situation. And what I mean by that is, is that there are so many moving parts in the game of rugby league. Uh, you, you cannot change a lot of the time if you lose control in a tackle. You can't change your momentum, and unfortunately. Like the paint Haas one on Regan Campbell Gillard last night. It's wet. It's slippery. You've got a big man whose legs split. And all of a sudden, you've got a 125 kilo man coming down on the side of him. Of course, something's going to happen to your hip or your groin. Yeah. And now he's looking at missing one week. And people go, Hey, oh, it's only one week. No, it's not, it's not because it's just one week. It, it's, you're taking a guy who's a really important part of the team and the game. It's one week where he possibly doesn't get Dally M points. It means a lot to take out the best one of the best players, if not the best player in your side for one week when you've got great momentum on something as innocuous as what this is. Now, I will say players do have to keep their feet. They've got to keep their feet so they don't get themselves in this situation. But it's easy to say it's harder to do when you're losing, you're losing the fight, you're losing the battle in the tackle, and then you don't intentionally drop down. Unfortunately, when you lose the tackle and you lose your feet, physics takes over. I'd be
2: fascinated to know, if we re examine games of footy when you were both playing and we looked at it forensically, were these exact same tackles happening? Oh, for sure. Well, I was saying to you boys off air. Tu-
1: um, tu- there's Tuiyaki.
0: S- there's a state of origin. What um, would we'll give a clue away for this? Uh, Valentine Holmes was playing fullback for Queensland. This is probably... Uh, Clint Gutherson, there you go. Clint Gutherson playing right centre for New South Wales. There's a tackle in that game where a player does exactly what Marty Tapau did. You know, charges through for the kick and then clocks him with his knee accidental into the lemon spread. Nothing happens to the player. Yep. What happened to Rappata? Yep. Exactly right. And nothing happens, right? So so these things do happen in games. But to give you an idea, and there are people who are prolific tweeters, yep. Brian Fletcher is not one of those. So I'm going through Brian Fletcher's tweets And basically all his tweets are retweeting the run home with Joel and Fletch. He very rarely gets involved with the Twitter. First of the third, 2023, and even still he has very low characters. There's a broom and it says, please, first of the third. So I'm guessing that's when he was getting stuck into the Aussies for sweeping everything. Oh, okay, yeah. in In the cricket? Yep. In the test? So from there, that's first of March, not much going on. And then... Last night, fourteen hours. Oh, sorry, sorry. Six days ago, Nathan Cleary kicks the field goal to win to win the game. Mm-hmm. And all he writes is Nathan the Michael Cleary. <laughs> 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 and then, and then, six days later, he writes it's full stop a full stop contact full stop sport. It's mm. a contact sport, and. You know, like he, he's not a person who really gets into the meat of the bone when it comes to issues, but it is a contact sport.
1: Yeah, it is. And it can go horribly wrong, and there are times it is reckless and yep. it is intentional. You want to look at hip drops, there is – and they need to start grading them as well. They need to start grading the hip drops. If they're really going to be serious about it, there's Pat Carrigan, yep. which is a grade three, and you are sent off Duty care, not in the player. Yep. Intentional act. Serve four to six on the sideline every day of the week, and then there's ones last night like Payne Haas. And don't look at the injury and the outcome of it, or, or Ezra Mam or whatever it may be. You know, is, is that a is that a grade a grade one, which is you get sixty or seventy points, you don't lose a week, but if you do it again and you get it again, you're gonna miss a week. Yeah. So don't give the hundred points with represent used to represent one week. Is it something that's worth missing a week unless it's truly reckless and intentional or it's, just, it's it's a player that has lost lost the tackle and the momentum of the tackle is just... That's just the way the player falls and a lot of the time that's what happens.
0: Okay, riddle me this, boys. Riddle me this. And, and would you be open to this where the referee makes a decision as he would for a try and you could argue that, you know, a decision with a 10 in the bin could have even more influence on a try... Would you be comfortable with referee Gutfield bang Sattler, ten in the bin? Adrian Brzenko, who's in the bunker after ninety seconds goes no nah, he he shouldn't be in the bin for this particular thing. Sat's back at you go.
2: No, I think
1: that's it's that's that's wor- uh, you know tricky. it's 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 definitely worth a debate because I get I get where the referees they well, want to get the, they want to get the game going keep the momentum going. Yeah, okay, listen, you're off ten minutes dangerous tackle, off you go. It may not work, but it's definitely worth a debate. Okay, you, I you, think it's you, worth a debate.
0: You balked it at it AP, yep. but, but for me, it could have as big an influence, maybe more, than a tribe being an awarded. So if you're in the bunker and you have seen the ref's got it wrong, why aren't we fixing it up and sending it back out? What are, you, what are your usually, thoughts?
2: Usually that player isn't marched until the bunker's already had a look at the incident and tipped the referee anyway. Okay. No,
0: fair call. Yep. Fair answer.
2: But the, the, That's why you're the best in the business, play on. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the interesting thing is, and look, obviously they're going to be without pain for a week, but we're going to, and you talked about it off um, offline, off stats. So you reckon that they can go all the way. We're about to find out a lot about this Bronco side in the next few weeks. So they've got Souths into Manly, Storm, Panthers, Warriors, Sharks. That's their run over the next few weeks. That's, you know, they looked good against, they beat up a, a Parramatta side that was coming off a five-day turnaround and, and hasn't played anywhere near the football that they did last year. But we're going to, we'll know in four or five weeks' time if this is a premiership winning, potentially a premiership winning side.
1: I I'd, I'd like to look at a side about round, I like to look at a side about round 16, round 17. How are they travelling and where are they within the, the top four? You know, it's fair to say someone outside top eight is going to really do it tough to win sort of three yep. or four games on the trot and get to a grand final day and, and win it. But outside of that, let's look at top 4 you We're sitting around, yeah, 15, 16, 17. And what sort of run have you got home? And it doesn't matter if you're playing hard teams, but how are you travelling? What do your injuries look like? How are your key players? Are they healthy? And if so, what's that momentum going to look like leading into the finals? It doesn't bother me whether... Yeah, in the next five, or six weeks. If the Brisbane Broncos drop a couple of those games, it doesn't bother me. No. They've got young players who will recover. They're learning on the... Ru- timing is everything in rugby league. And right now, for the Broncos, they have got players that have played 50, 60, 70 first-grade games now. They've been beaten up a little bit over a couple of years. Uh, They've faced a fair bit of adversity. And now the time is, timing is really right now. When Flegler and Farnworth go to the Dolphins next year, they'll get a young kid by the name of Dean Mariner, who was an absolute freak. We're going to be talking about him for years. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. He's a, that's why they weren't too concerned about letting Her, Herbie Farmworth go. They know this kid's coming through. Wow. So I think this year's a, a really good window for them at the moment. So, so I actually reckon giving Payne half a week off is
2: not the worst thing in the world yeah, either. Yeah, like, like, he... I think part of the reason that he's been so effective this year is he didn't go to the World Cup. He, he got a freshen up when a lot of the other players, didn't get a proper pre-season into them. Yeah, He's been posting ridiculous figures. I mean, after 30 minutes, he'd already run for 144 metres yesterday. And mm. it's no surprise that, you know, um, Eddie Jones and Rugby Australia looking at him, I think giving him a, a, a freshen up would do the world a good for him at this time of the year.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I look at it from a, I suppose selfishly, I look at it from a... Yeah, you know, I think he'll be the best one of the best front rows we've seen by the time he retires. You know, and we've said that. That gnaws him a lot yep. of us. So I I hate to say the best. I just think he sits at the same table as as O'Neill and Lazarus and Roach and you know Siva Seaver and Webkey and you know, probably Artie sits a little bit little bit above them. Yeah. He's probably sitting at the head of the table. Um but in saying that I I'd love to see a front row win. Win the Dally M. It's never happened. So, and,
2: and he's a he's as good a chance as anyone. Yeah, well, this absolutely. scoring system, I think, it makes it more viable. Absolutely. Just, just
0: on Payne Haas, and I, I don't want to sort of poo poo the idea of him being the greatest front row of all time, but I will say this: it's bloody hard when you're churning out those numbers. You're not. They're not robots. Like Jason Taumalolo, for example. Yeah. Do you remember how dominant he was, was at the yeah. peak of his powers? Yeah. Good point, yeah. like, How long can you actually keep doing that? Whereas a Cody Walker or a Jonathan Thurston or a whoever gun playmaker,
2: yeah.
0: they, they're not in as many fierce confrontational mm. battles. So that that's my only reservation around paying top, top dollar long term for mm. those real just, you know, dominant Stat makers, you know, what yeah, I
2: mean? yeah, yeah. The fact that he's got an offload too, like it just makes him so difficult to handle. Like, like he's not just a, a guy who's a battering ram. He's got skill. He's got footwork, speed, stamina. He's
1: the whole package. It's it's ridiculous watching him play. Yeah, you know, I always look at. I think we spoke about this last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, you know, what constitutes a million dollar player? And there's, there's a number of criteria that I look at, and one of those is do people get off their couch, get on public transport, and go to the stadium to watch that player? Yeah. I would. I mean, I do. I, I I watch the Broncos because I want to see what Payne's going to do. And if I get the chance to go to the game without commentating it, absolutely I will. Um, just really quickly on the hip drop, sorry to go back to that, but we've got just from the charges from that game last night, we've got Payne Haas, grade two, dangerous contact, first defence, one to two matches. Ezra Mam, grade two, dangerous contact, first defence, one to two matches. Jermaine Hopgood... Grade one dangerous contact, second offence, he gets a fine. What? So you have got a second offence, you get to play, but a first offence, first offence, you can't play. Is, that's not back. That's backwards. That isn't is it? backwards. Yeah, it I'm is. Get, just, just quickly,
2: Sats. In, in terms of Rugby Australia, and we know that they've gone for Joseph Suolie. I put it to you that, and they haven't obviously signed Payne Haas, but if they did. I dare say uh, he could probably make more of an impact in that code than Joseph could.
1: Matty Rogers, who is probably the best to comment on this, said he would be one of the most dominant number eights in the game. Yeah, what's know? that, Sats? Number, number eight? eight? Yeah. Well, number eight is, yeah, you basically basically you've got to be six foot five minimum. Um, you've got to be about 115 to 120 kilos. You're like an extension of the, in the rugby league, the second row, which they call the locks. Yes. And um, basically, you've got to have great mobility to be able to get around all facets of the field for the entire game. You don't come off. You don't come off. So one of the most important roles in the game, and he said he'd be be an unbelievable number eight. Again, I've I've been saying on Sports Day for the last couple of weeks, what's really important, and I've said on this show as well, what's really important to Payne is that his mother's going to spend a a long time incarcerated. Mm. He wants to be close to her to be able to... You know, to be able to visit her whenever he can, he's not going to be doing that while he's waiting in stopover and Heathrow air. But, no, that's, you know. that's exactly right. And if he wants to go on holidays and see the world while playing rugby, he can do it on end-of-season trips with his mates. I, so,
2: I remember um, speaking to um, Anthony Seabold um, about pain when I wrote something that, that he was being courted by rugby clubs and they said that he likened him to uh, Billy Vernapola. Yeah. I, I don't know who, who um, that is, but... Yeah, you know, he's someone who's coached him and said that like, he would transition without any any shadow of a doubt.
0: Yeah, before we break, boys, just quick one: Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Oh. Okay, so don't forget that he was Foster, who's the All Blacks coach. He was the brainchild of him, who he is now departing. Okay, yep. unlikely people are saying my spies in New Zealand that he would make the World Cup squad, Roger Tuivasa-Shek. The Super Rugby Grand Final happens. 24th of June. Mm. That's if they made the grand final.
1: He's with the Auckland Blues.
0: Yes. Yeah, which, so which, which there is there a chance? Going, yeah. Right. Yep. 30th of June cutoff. I believe after COVID, yes. now we're back to yep. 30th of June.
1: We are back to. Yes 30th of June. or no yep.
0: that we see Roger Tuivasa-Shek with the Warriors in 2023.
1: I'd love to see. Yeah. why
2: If they can. I say no. If they can do it, and especially like they're they're going they're flying at the moment. Imagine putting Roger Tuivasa-Shek into that side. I know. Absolutely. If I'm. Cameron George or Mark Robinson running that club, hundred percent. I, I,
1: I hope he comes back. Yep, absolutely. But you think it won't happen? I don't think it will. I think he went over there for a reason. Yep, and I think he'll stick. From from all reports, he's a man who's. But if he's got, not got in the side, in there, he's all clear. Yeah, but if he, will they know the World Cup squad by then?
0: That's a good, that's a better question. That that's a very good question. They, they, don't know they the must World... know by then. surely. If they know Whether the World is, Cup know...
1: squad by then, by before June thirty, or it is back to June thirty, isn't it? If they've
0: it? selected it. A... Say they've selected it early June, mm-hmm. and they're now bombed out Auckland Blues. Would you see him in a Warriors jumper? So therefore, he's all his commitments if done he,
1: if he doesn't make the squad. If if he, he, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Out, then, yep.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Yep. Okay. That would be that. Wouldn't that be a nice little twist in the tail? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. This is crunch time. Adrian Brazenco, Scotty Sattler, uh, myself is Joel Kane, and of course the Mad Russian is here as well, <laughs> paneling all things here. The run home uh, was yesterday. Crunch time today. A break it back with more. <laughs>